from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks, Podcast Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You can download any of these free apps to any mobile device. Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. I mean, it's freer than electricity. Did you see the geniuses out in California? day after announcing, one day after announcing a soon coming ban on all gas vehicles in California, they had to make another announcement. You can't plug in your electric vehicles because the power grid cannot handle it. I mean, come on, electricity's the way to go. I mean, it's just magic. It comes from squirrels running on wheels in a factory. I mean, it's so simple, right? Get the apps and listen. No lack of power here. No problem with our power grid whatsoever. How's everybody doing today? I hope this podcast finds you blessed and highly favored. I know that's what the Bible says about you. And well, then that's the truth. That's the truth. So coming out of our last good long series of podcasts, I want to get into this one. And I kind of already mentioned it a little bit. What about the word of God? Now, it is the truth, right? So why is it that we as believers being in possession of this book that we know is truth? Nobody's saying it's not, right? (laughs) You wouldn't try to tell me, oh, no, the Bible, that's full of lies. I mean, you wouldn't say that, would you? So that's kind of what I wanted to get into a little bit. What about the word of God then? How is it that we struggle so hard to accept it as the truth in our lives? So I want to talk about the Word of God and maybe be able to shed some light on it in a few different ways so that maybe I can help you with this a little bit, get you to love God's Word again. Come on, I'm talking about your Bibles. Now, I heard one minister say this. It was very shocking. I I couldn't believe he said it, that we need to learn how to read and interpret the Bible just like other great pieces of literature, literature, such as Shakespeare. So 80 or 90% of what he wrote was fictional. He wrote some things based on truth, but even those were fictional. You know, kind of like when you see a movie that says based on a true story, well, it's not even close to true at all. I know this because dealing with our movie, um, to call it based on can be a very low percentage of it that's actually a true story. But for this minister to compare the Bible to Shakespeare, a literary work, and to say that we need to interpret the Bible through our worldview There is but one book that is inspired by God. The doctrine of biblical interpretation says the Bible is of no private interpretation. You don't interpret the Bible. The Bible interprets you. This is God's word. There is a whole move against the Bible that says, well, the Bible was written by men, so, you know, it's full of inconsistencies. So they like to say things like, now, uh, come, come on, it's scientifically impossible for a man to live inside of a fist for three days. Now, this may shock you. I agree. I agree. It is scientifically impossible. 
just like it's scientifically impossible for an ocean to part and people to walk over on dry ground. It's scientifically impossible for a virgin girl to give birth to a child too. So yes, I agree. It is scientifically impossible for a man to walk on water and for a man to raise from the dead too. I agree. I agree. All scientifically impossible. But that does not prove that the Bible is not true. What it proves is that we have a God that is a supernatural miracle working God. The Bible is filled with things that are scientifically impossible. Yes, but if you're serving a God that's scientifically possible, then I feel sorry for you because you got the wrong God. Oh, this Bible is God's word. That's always the attack from Satan. He did that right away to come against God's word. Did God really say? And that leads right to what Satan said. See, you can become a God. And that's what people are doing. They're becoming their own gods with things like saying, well, my truth. I'm I'm just going to live in my truth. You don't have a truth. You don't get to pick and choose what passages are inspired by God. I believe every single word in the book, even though I don't understand them all. But see, I don't have to have it all understood to a complete understanding because I also happen to be a man of faith. And what I don't understand, I can still believe it because I trust the source which is God. That's the next big attack of the enemy because, see, he doesn't have to discuss issues anymore. All he has to do is discredit the Bible as God's word. So the devil doesn't have to get people to argue the issues, just doubt the Bible. Adam and Eve, this is what he did with them. He has no new tricks. So today I want to talk about what this word is. It's likened unto many things, and that's kind of the 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 uh, avenue I'm going to go as to better get you to understand how to once again receive the word of God. So we know that the word of God is likened unto bread. That's one thing. The word of God is, is bread, spiritual bread. I mean, think of the audacity to say, well, a man can't stay in the belly of a whale. Well, then Jesus uh, himself was fooled too, because he actually quoted this story. Matthew 12, 44, Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish. So will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus talked about that story. Now, was he wrong? Did he make a mistake? Believed some fairy tale? Or did it actually happen as the Bible says that it did? So the word of God is likened unto bread. Number one, the Bible is our daily bread. Exodus 16, verse 4, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread down from heaven for you, and the people should go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. We know the disciples said, teach us how to pray. And in that lesson, Jesus says this in in Matthew 6 and verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Now, yes, I believe that's talking about God providing for us daily, but the Bible is also bread. Is it that God would possibly want to give you a daily word? You think of this. You should, as a believer, you should be, you should be reading something from your Bible every day. I mean, you think of it as food. Some eat more than others, and that's okay. We all do eat. And if we can think of such a, a staple product like bread, he didn't say dessert, meaning something special for once in a while that I would eat as a, as, a, as a treat sometimes, right? He's liking it to a worldwide staple product of bread. If you've ever traveled around the world, it doesn't matter where I've been. I've been in many rich places, but I've been in some places that are just ransacked with poverty. But it's amazing to me, they always have a bakery of some sort or are always selling bread in the marketplace or on the streets, always. 
because it's a staple product for daily consumption, daily reading. What was your word from God today? I know we have traded that to mean I want a word from the preacher. I want the prophet of God. I want you to give me a word. Well, so you want me to eat some bread and chew on that and then spit it into your mouth like a baby bird and give that to you to eat? I mean, listen, I know God can and does speak and give a word through the ministers of God, yes, but if that's all that you are relying on daily, you're going to starve to death. You have a bakery sitting right here, and if you want a word from God, read the Bible. If you want an audible voice, read it out loud. Even just one scripture a day. it's, It's serious, people. You think of it like food. Eat something every day. The word is likened to bread, and and think about this. When we don't eat during the day, how do you feel? I mean, ran down, kind of sickly or weak. Your mind gets a little bit clouded. Your body's tired. So it is with the word of God. Maybe for some of you, it's not physical at all. Maybe the root that you've starved yourself of the word of God, and that's a direct effect on the human body. I mean, it does. Psalm 68, verse 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, daily. So would you make a commitment to read the Bible every day? You can read it on your phone or mobile device. I mean, we've got got it so easy now. Come on, no reason to not read at least one because this said that God is loading us with benefits daily. Well, let's find out daily what those benefits are. Listen, I would challenge you. I would challenge you to read your Bible every day just for 30 days. See if it doesn't change your life. If, If it doesn't, I'll give you your money back, okay? Well, so what Bible should I read? Ah, here's the argument. Here's the argument on which one is the right one to read. Well, there are two categories of Bibles. And and, uh, so we know there's one that's a paraphrase of the Bible. A paraphrase is like the living Bible, who the writer wrote this for his children to understand. It's not saying anything against it. It's just giving you some history here. So the living Bible was written for this man's children to understand it better, uh, because all we had then was the old King James. So he took the old English version, puts it into modern day language for a better understanding. But translations go back to old Hebrew and Greek testaments for original translations. But two types of translations, an exact equivalency translates word for word. A dynamic equivalency translates the phrase or the thought. That's the two differences in translations. One is word for word, and one is taking the thought or the phrase and translating the context of that phrase or thought. So an exact equivalency would be like the New King James. We can find the Greek and the Hebrew in that. It's a different translation. So for study, I believe the New King James, um, New American Standard, New English Standard. Now, a dynamic translation would be one that translates the thought of the verse, the New Living or the English Version, the NIV, the Message Bible. So word by word, or taking the thought and translating that. So the Bible is, number one, it's, it's our bread, but number two, it's our, da- it's our daily bread, but number two, it is our sustaining bread. It's our daily bread, and he wants to, to give us a word from him every day. How many times have you read your Bible, and then later on in the day, you're like, ah, that's why I read that today. So number two, sustaining bread. Matthew 4 and verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. 
But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if the Bible of scripture is just another literary work, like Shakespeare, then why did Jesus use it to overcome temptation? Because three times he said, it is written. Now you can use Shakespeare all day and it's not gonna produce for you the results that God's word can, right? You, you, you can't quote any other writings outside the Bible and cause the enemy to leave you. Devil to be or not to be, that is the question. No, that isn't gonna work. That's not gonna work, won't work. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Did you catch that phrase? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word out of the mouth of God, the mouth of God. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but that man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. That's what Jesus was quoting here back in Deuteronomy. So we know that we need food to sustain our, our, our natural bodies, right? What about the spirit, man? Do we need to feed that too? I really believe that many people are starving to death spiritually because they refuse to eat during the week. Just Sundays, then that's when we force feed you from the pulpit. Isaiah 55 and verse two, why do, you, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. He's talking about spiritual food. Job 23 and verse 12, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than any necessary food. Joshua 1 and verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So, so this tells me that the most important thing that I could do every single day is I got to read that Bible. Now, number three, it's not only our daily bread. It's not just our sustaining bread. But number three, it is the true bread. So many people today are worried about the ingredients that they put in their body, but they don't seem to mind eating junk food spiritually. It's our true bread. So remember, we, we started with manna, and then we said it was bread from heaven. Now watch what Jesus says in John 6. This is John 6, 31 and 32. Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. He did not say he didn't give you bread from heaven, but he didn't give you the bread from heaven. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. John 6, 33, 35, 48 through 51. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they're dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anybody eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. Revelation 19, 11, now I saw heaven open to behold a white horse and he that sat on him was called faithful and true and in the righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his 
head were many crowns, and he had a name written that nobody knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. So again, when you read this book, you're taking Jesus. Guys, this is why it's so important to to get back to the Word of God. It's not because of some law. It's not even, uh, it's not even for doctrine's sake or being over-religious. Friends, it's truly that, that bread. It is Jesus. He is the bread. It's not because of that. It's not because of just being religious or, or you know, trying to learn doctrine. This book was somebody before it was a book. John 6 and verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The more you read the book, right? The more of Jesus that gets into you. Come on, guys, listen, we have the keys to heaven. We have the secret to miracles. We have God's autobiography that he decided to, to, to include you in if you want to be in it. We have an encyclopedia on God, the words of eternal life, the answer to all life's problems, and it's an app on your phone that you very seldom open. Come on, guys, I promise you, if you read this book, this book will begin to read you. It'll begin to sustain you. Every single day, you can have a word from the Lord. Come on, do you trust the book? Do you trust the Bible? Do you trust Holy Spirit to guide you into that word? And then, of course, we're gonna take the true bread, right? It's got all the right ingredients to change your life. Come on, I promise you, if you read this book every day, it'll sustain you. It's gonna get you through You're going to begin to learn more and more about Jesus. You're going to be able to receive Jesus into your life more and more. And guys, it's the law of displacement. It's not even necessarily trying to get everything else out. If we can just begin to get the word in, the law of displacement will happen. And you won't have to worry about getting things out. It's just about getting someone in. That someone is the bread of life. Read your Bibles, people. Looking like any other book, it really is the bread. It's Jesus. It is your daily bread. Well, read those Bibles. I promise you will not be wasting any time. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'm going to be reading my word. I'm going to be eating my daily bread cause me to be fully empowered to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous.